and welcome to the movie podcast review of Spiral from the Book of Saw. My name is Daniel, and I can't believe we're reviewing this movie finally. Thank you for joining me, Anthony. Hello, everyone. And Shabazz. Hello, hello, hello. Do you want to play a game? Was that good? It was, a, it was, it was pretty good. It Thank was you. more intimidating than what we got in this film. Oh. Uh, but again... I can't believe we're reviewing this movie finally. We could we could finally put this joke to bed that maybe we'll be reviewing it this week. Maybe not. It's happening. We're going to review Spiral from the Book of Saw right now. But first, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes just like this one and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord. Check out our show notes for all those links and more. Um, some more quick announcements before we dive into our review of Spiral from the Book of Saw. We have a brand new episode out now where we talk about Amazon buying MGM, Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka, the Eternals trailer, and so much more. Make sure you check it out. Uh, we have lots of reviews on the movie podcast feed already out, so you can listen to them like The Friends Reunion, Cruella, Army of the Dead, Modoc, and lots more. Uh, and this week, we're going to have another horror movie to review, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So look out for that review Wednesday night or Thursday morning. We'll have it for you on the movie podcast feed. But today, we are talking about Spiral from the Book of Saw. This is directed by Darren Lynn Boosman um, and is available on PVOD and in theaters where open in Canada on June 1st. And it is out now across the world and in the U.S. Uh, it stars Chris Rock's Sorry, Chris Rock, Max Mangella, Marcel Nichols, and Samuel L. Jackson. And I want to say thank you to our friends at Lionsgate for sending us this film for review. Shay, break us off with a synopsis for Spiral from the Book of Saw. A sadistic mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral. The terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saw. Working in the shadow of an esteemed police veteran, Samuel Jackson, brash detective Ezekiel Zeke Banks, played by Chris Rock, and his rookie partner, Max Minghella, take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly trapped, entrapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. Spiral stars Chris Rock, Max Minghella, Marisol Nichols, and Samuel L. Jackson, and it is produced by the original Saw team of Mark Berg and Orrin Cools. And the film is directed by Darren Lynn Bousman, who I think has done Saw 2 or 3 and 4, uh, and written by Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger. Now, Anthony, I'm going to kick it to you to give us your first reactions from Spiral, from the book of Saw, but I also want you to give us your history with the Saw franchise as well uh, if you have any like deep love for it I know Shay's a big fan but I want to know your Saw history as well so um, I remember watching the very first Saw because it was you know the craze at the time and you know it was controversy and it was an interesting way of storytelling especially with the the twist at the end but i didn't watch any other saw after that that that's my my history with the saw film it just it never really captivated me in terms of the story and the the characters and i and i really didn't care to continue watching the saga but i did watch the first one i remember owning the dvd set of it 
um, it was like the saw inside the cover and then you shake it, it would be blood. I remember that one. I, I might oh, still have cool. it. Um, I like that you called it saga, by the way. I'm like, I wasn't sure if you were making like a, a pun. Oh, I wasn't. Because you're like, oh, the maybe, saga. Sure. I liked saga. it. I liked it. But yeah, that's kind of like my history of the Saw films. I didn't watch any other Saw film after, after that one. Uh, until you know this this saw film because i thought it was going to be like this more serious reimagining of the character and and watching the trailer that's what it felt like it felt like it was going to go that route seven very stylistic to the seven um film um but after watching spiral um was a spiral the book from the book of saw from the book of saw um i would have rather fell down a spiral set of stairs <laughs> than oh my goodness watch this film again that's that's how i felt about it it was uh it was not a great film to me it was just it felt very it felt like something out of 2000s it felt like a very saw film from that time period it wasn't a, a reimagining the biggest issue I had with this movie was the script and the acting, especially from Chris Rock. Um, it was Chris Rock playing a detective playing Chris Rock. You know, he, he just, the moment that you see him on screen, he's already doing his monologue and he's trying to be funny. And I'm just, I don't want to watch Chris Rock be this, this person. I want to watch Chris Rock be a detective, not Chris Rock being a detective being Chris Rock. If you guys understand right. what I mean, no, I, mm. I think I think we get that. I think mm. we follow. Yeah, the uh, the script was it was awful. I I, I don't want to be negative or anything like that, but it's just the writing was it was terrible. It just the they would use swear words where it, you didn't need to, and people were talking, but it didn't lead to anything. There was a lot of yelling. There is points where you're in in your given these points the plot points but they don't lead to anything and it's just it just wasn't a great film um what else do i have to say about this movie i would say the the sequences of the torture was interesting they're pretty tortury but again they had no substance i didn't feel anything it was just like one after the other um and i did not like that ending that ending was uh no. But yeah, <laughs> so we're we're gonna we're gonna we're reaction. gonna unpack this. We're gonna unpack this more. Uh Shay, I'm gonna kick it to you to give us your first reaction, but I did want to touch on a lot of things that Anthony brought up uh to kind of keep in mind going forward with um I think the acting, you know, because there are I at least with Chris Rock and Sam Jackson, like there are some like very recognizable names in this, right? And obviously Max uh Max uh Minghella Mingella uh, Mingella and Marisol Nichols who I uh, was in uh Riverdale and she's but done a bunch of other stuff. But um it's interesting that we have this cast in this movie. Um and I want uh, yeah, take it away, Shane. Please. Yeah, um uh, my my experience with Saw and you know it's interesting because I, I love the first Saw movie. I thought it was, you know, for its time, especially very cool. It, it But it always was a movie to me that was very student film. You know, we had Lee Wannell, who is pretty much in the horror game. When you look at Conjuring, you look at The Invisible Man that he directed last year. So he's definitely been around for a while doing this kind of stuff. And 
obviously we have James Wan, who's also an executive producer on this. Um, then after that, there were like 40 other Saw movies that came out and I've only ever really seen them once. And it was in theaters because they'd always come out around Halloween and my friends in high school would be like, Hey, let's go watch a Saw movie. And we never really like walked out of them going like, that was amazing. It was more like, Oh, okay. We, we saw that movie this month and that's it. Um, I had never seen Jigsaw, which came out in 2018, I believe. 2017. 2017. My bad. Um, and I'll be I'll be honest with you, I, I actually did enjoy Jigsaw. Now, when I say I enjoyed it, it'd still skip it, but compared to the others in the in the series, I felt like Jigsaw took a better approach at the movies where the cinematography felt like it wasn't, you know, a student film anymore. It felt like there was more of a budget behind it. The traps were inventive. Um, just the story in that one was was really really bad but it was still a very fun movie to watch in some ways um and i also do love how the saw films are so unapologetically toronto you see toronto in the background all the time they're completely shot here and i think it gets like 0.5 respect for me because of that uh that canadian connection now when we heard about spiral spiral and we heard all that was going to be about this film I was kind of looking forward to it because it felt like it was going to be this big reinvention to the franchise. I know Daniel, you and I spoke a lot about how, oh, this might take it to a more serious tone. And Anthony, I know you and I spoke a lot about how it does look like Seven from those trailers that we saw in the beginning. Yeah, Seven or even True Detective, too, is giving me vibes of that. And even the, the poster for the film was so beautiful to look at. It had these nice colors. Now, flash forward to the actual film. And it's not good at all. It's and, and, and I say that while trying to be respectful of everything around it and what they were trying to do, but I also don't know what they were trying to do because the writing felt really lazy. Um, Chris Rock, I know you really wanted to make this movie, but he's so completely miscast in this film. It doesn't make any sense. Sam L. Jackson has a small role in it, but he was actually more entertaining to watch than anybody else. In my opinion, the traps in this movie were awful as well because they were not as cool or interesting as the previous traps i already have i'm forgetting them like there's one where the guy's fingers are being ripped off and i was like really this is the trap in saw three there was a woman who had her rib cage ripped open like where is that inventiveness in these traps um the the what what the main villains you know point is their purpose in this movie also was so silly this movie really feels like you know, the movie is about an imitation Jigsaw killer, but the film feels like an imitation Saw movie. It never felt like it actually belonged in the franchise, and I I was completely blown away by how it missed the mark. It, you know, you, you can't imagine that they'd go back and make a worse movie. You'd think that they would go back and think about what they've done, see the criticism and go, okay, let's make a smart thriller because we have something here that is like a serial killer. Let's go based on that. But it became this cop killing movie, which right now as well is kind of tone deaf since, you know, we we look at how the police are being treated in the media right now. This movie is really trying to gain that sympathy for them. And and it just felt kind of weird to me. But yeah, that that was my reaction to it. I liked I liked that last point you made there, Shay, because it almost felt like the movie was trying to play almost both sides with that, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you know, we gotta like protect the cops, but also the cops are bad because they were given this, yeah. you know, this this pass to do whatever they needed to um, to keep the streets safe. Um, you know, it's interesting. You know, we have a we have a, a series like Saw that is unapologetically 
early 2000s feeling. Very. Um, And we were just recently speaking about The Woman in the Window, which also felt like that. This movie just feels so out of time. You know, this movie feels like I could watch, like, especially watching it so close to Woman in the Window. I'm like, man, like, did we just go into a black hole and come out in the year 2004? Because, like, Chris Rock is leading this movie. Sam Jackson looks like he's straight off the set of SWAT in this movie. He looks great. Um, But it's just such a... I just had such a hard time processing this movie because, you know, like I've watched the first two Saw films. I've seen uh, pretty much all the traps from all the, the later films. So I don't have this big, like kind of deep down love for the series, but I do appreciate what the films have done. But with, with a movie coming out in 2021, or I guess this was supposed to come out last year, you would have think you would have thought that they wanted to try and at least bring this movie franchise to this new decade, right? It's basically this franchise is like two decades old at this point, and you're still and this and this movie still feels like it's a movie out of time, and it, it's it feels misplaced coming out now that this movie hasn't learned anything from the tons from the thousands of thousands of movies and shows that have that have been inspired by Saw and have done it better. This movie didn't do that. This movie was just like almost made in. Um, you know, in a, I, I'm blanking on the word right now. It's just made with it's just in a box, like without seeing the outside world. Like this movie doesn't look like it wanted to be inspired by anything other than like the movie Seven <laughs> from the '90s. Even though way very it shot very little. No, but in terms yeah. of the way it shot, the way it <laughs> yeah. set up, it's like, oh, here's a cop, here's his partner. They have to work together begrudgingly, and it's like, yeah. okay, uh, that's it. And it's like the 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 writing of this film is just like. It's oh, it's so poor. It's so it's so like cringeworthy at some moments, and there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie where you know Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson are made to look younger. Well, Sam Jackson pretty much looks the same, <laughs> but he has a mustache now, and Chris Rock is like wearing a backwards hat, and now he has like a goatee. I'm like, is that how? Is that all he's doing? To try and make make look, look younger. There was another thing that you mentioned as well, Daniel, about um, how the writing was very exposition heavy. I don't know if you wanted to talk oh about that. Oh my God. Yeah. No, for sure. Thanks for reminding me. Um, literally anytime somebody had to talk about something, it was just like, oh man, it's hot in here. These rolling blackouts are really going to mess up with the electricity and the power outages. You're like, who the hell talks like that? Yeah. Every, every, almost every scene was like that where it's like, they'd be saying something that's like so going to beat you over the head with what's going to come next you know uh there was a moment too like oh uh yo can i borrow your cell phone and it's like oh i wonder how that's going to show up later in this movie you know it's like it's just so heavy-handed it's so obvious and i think halfway through the film you already know who is committing these crimes right it's very obvious and it's like this movie doesn't even do a good job of having a mystery behind it or a twist and turn there's no twists and turns it's very just on the nose and it's just so overtly trying to just try and look feels like it's trying to be something deeper but man it just feels like um it's very it just feels you know it's very hollow it almost gave me vibes of like uh like an snl skit at some moments in the in the way it's um, the way the acting is like literally there's that scene that everybody's been posting online that just kills me when Chris Rock's like where cop tells Chris Rock like to, to go like to go fuck himself and Chris Rock's like fuck me fuck you I was just like <laughs> is that was that the best take we got of that you know and you, I think it was Yushe who mentioned like how the films always kind of had that that student's 
um, that student film type vibe. And this one continues to have that vibe throughout as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very, very interesting, but uh, not very good. One big thing for me, as well as, you know, the writing was the color, the color tone of this film is super distracting. Um, it's supposed to be this hot day in San Francisco or a hot couple of days and, you know, the rolling blackouts doesn't help. And it's just everyone was sweaty, but they, they changed the color tone in the film to be this sepia, but it's, it's always there and it's always, and it's too, it's too much at, at points. And it just adds to like, I'm just, I was just distracted by it because it just felt mm-hmm. super, like it was too much. They didn't grade mm, right. it properly. Right. Um, as well, it felt even the location scouting for this film just felt very closed off. There was only almost four or five different locations, and that's all. There was a subway, there was a precinct, a couple of outdoor scenes, and it's then, like a play. Yeah, and then the I think Chris's um, character's apartment, apartment, yeah. and the apartment. Just, yeah, it just felt off. Um, I noticed that too. Actually, that's a good point to bring up. Yeah. They didn't do a lot of location scouting. And to, I think this movie had a bigger budget than most Saw films. I, I'm, I'm guessing I don't know. But I would suspect if you were reimagining the whole premise of the Saw franchise, you think you would have a bigger budget. Um, and just it didn't feel like it felt like maybe the budget went to the actors who were supposed to save this film. But did not. Um, yeah. So this movie had a $20 million budget. The last film, Jigsaw, had a $10 million budget. Uh, Saw 3D had a $20 million budget. Saw 6 had an $11 million budget. Saw 5, had, like, they all look to be they've the $10 all been, million They've all been range. under $20 million and they usually always yeah. make about 100 or so. So they, they do make back their money, and they know that Saw films are easy to make. And I'm right. very confident that this mm-hmm. movie's budget was only $20 million because of the actors that's it this is the first time we actually have names attached in the saw franchise the saw franchise has never had names i mean the first film had carrie elvis that's probably the biggest name they've ever had and tobin bell uh that's it what about the dude who plays saw it's a jigsaw yeah, to- tobin oh, that's, bell. His name. that's his name yeah. yeah but i don't know is he that yeah. big like i never knew him until saw so he maybe has right. done things before he has yeah, yeah. I think so I think he has. Yes, I also didn't like the voice of the of the killer this time around. I mean, Tobin Bell's voice, Hello, detective. Yeah, like it was kind of like this nerdy voice, and and I don't know. It just it it never felt like it needed to be in the Saw franchise, and it never felt like it needed to exist. Um, I also love that, like. Um Everybody in this film, all the cops are just like so, I guess, cool. They're so used to Jigsaw killing people (laughs) that like Chris Rock's, I guess, friend uh, is the first one to die. But you would have had no idea that he was his friend because the movie never sets that up. Right. You don't find out till afterward that Chris Rock's like, yeah, this guy played with my kids. And it's like, oh, okay, that's that's one way to give us the exposition of that. Um, everybody's cool, you know, like this guy literally got his tongue ripped out and destroyed by a TTC subway. <laughs> and it's like, these cops are just like, yeah, you know what? It's, this is what we signed up for. And it's like, is it like, it's just very, very, um, it's very, very off putting. Do we have any other thoughts about this, uh, film before we get to our final recommendations? No, no. Alrighty. 
before we get to our final recommendations, I just want to remind you to please check out the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Don't forget, we are on a mission to hit 200 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts before September. And check out our reviews coming out on the feed this week and listen to the brand new episode of the movie podcast. Shay, start us off with your final recommendation for Spiral from the Book of Saw. Uh, I think it's safe to say skip it. Um, if you're a fan of the Saw franchise, I don't think this movie is going to really add anything for you. In fact, you, you might feel kind of cheated on this one. Um, yeah, skip it. Anthony. It's a definite skip it. That's it. Straight to the point. That's it. I like I it. I don't have anything uh, else to say. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> it's a skip it. Uh, for myself... I'm going to round out the group and I'm going to say real it gem. is a skip it. It's a real gem. <laughs> you know, no, it is. A, no, it's an, it's an easy skip it. Uh, you know, we waited. We had to wait a couple more weeks to get this here in Canada. And I think we you were going to be OK to not watch this movie ever. Uh, if you've seen one Saw movie, you you've know, you've kind of you've seen them all. You saw them and all. You saw them all. And unfortunately, this uh, spiral Maybe from the book of Saw, but it is the same chapter. It's the same book. And I think it's time for that book to close and be put back on the shelf. Of course, thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review with Spiral from the book of Saw. Don't forget, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every Monday and watch out for our review episodes just like this one and all the latest movies and series. Follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter and Letterboxd. Check out our show notes for all those links and more that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next